This is your friendly f***ing warning. This podcast may contain f***ing swears, which from this point on will not be f***ing bleeped. If my family did listen to this, I did say shit once or twice, they might be a bit shocked. Oh, Would wow. they be shocked by that? Yeah, I, I'm annoyed with they, myself. They, they, they swear like troopers. Right. That's why I was disgraced by it. I'm annoyed. Growing I, up. Do you have... I've just I turned off the uh, recorder, though. I've turned it back on again now. But uh, uh, just because... Um, Caroline's made this, this, this remarkable revelation that she was a non-swearer and has become a swearer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did that happen then? How did that... I met my bloke and uh, uh, right. then we like good... to argue, so we swear a lot. And oh. it, yeah. does, has he taught you the joy of swearing? I swear at appropriate situations mm-hmm. with um, great effect, I think. Right. If you keep it for, you know, if you don't drop it in everyday conversation, you swear when necessary, it has more force. Absolutely more right. Yes, I agree. So that's why I save my swears. What's your go-to if you're having a swear? Do I have to say it? I no, no, don't have to say it. No, no. Well, so, I mean, Simon, you're a fuck's sake. Oh, uh, yes. I'm a, I'm a, well, just a, any bit of F wording, I'm, I'm quite. Yeah. It's, I'm probably the opposite of what you're saying. I, I overdo it. Okay. Definitely. Ask my children. It's quite disgusting. Yeah. Massive bell end. That's yeah. what I, I find myself. Like I mean, I, mine's very non feminist, twatty twat twat. Twatty yeah, twat. Yeah, I hate twat. 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 I don't, Do ever, it's a horrible word. It's a great word. It's a great word. It's really not. It's not feminist. Do you ever get frustrated in here and, and have a go at oh yourself? Oh, my good grief. I'm. I, Sorry for the people next door. Really? When they have like children's workshops next door, I'm sure they. Are you yeah. effing and Jeffrey? I'm then? a I'm a right old rage monster. Are you? Yeah. It's extremely wow. lovely though that in, in order to express that you said, "Oh my good grief." Oh my good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, they must. How quaint. Yeah, they must rue the day <laughs> so next door. Dear. No, I. Um, <laughs> I feel very self-conscious now. You pointed yeah, out right. my. I'm sorry. I'm well, sorry. You know, you, prudish ways. No, we can cut any swears. I love a good swear. It's all right. I don't mind. Fuck's no. sake. Fuck's <laughs> sake. Fuck's sake. That's just us swearing. That's not the same. It's still fun though, isn't it? Yeah. Swearing into a microphone. It's never going to lose its appeal. Hello, and welcome to Something Out of Nothing, a podcast exploring the nature of creativity. Attempting to discover what, if anything, creatives in different fields have in common. To do this, two friends with inquiring minds and a propensity to wang on at each other about creative stuff decided the best way would be to talk to other creatives and see if we can tease their secrets from them. He's Simon White, a writer and advertising type. And he is Neil Smith, an illustrator and graphic designer. Just for the record, it seems unfortunately necessary to add here that this introduction was recorded on a beach in southern England the day before being on a beach in southern England became a symbol of everything that is deplorable and regrettable about the great British public. Please rest assured and sleep soundly in your beds in the knowledge that we took only sound recordings and left nothing at all. By the sea, Simon. Yes, that sound you can hear is not a sound effect. That is a genuine ocean. Yeah, we're genuinely sat on the beach down at Hove, uh, almost two metres apart, on this pebbly beach. Mm. It feels great to be by the sea. It's lovely, isn't it? Very beautiful. I love the seaside, you're not so keen. I'm not a massive beach fan. I like to look at it. I prefer to look at it from like a cliff top or whatever. Yeah. It's a good view, the sea, rather than, I don't want to be in it. Or on it. Yeah, okay. I, I think I felt like that for most of my life, it's only, only relatively recently where I've had this 
I found enjoyment in A, being by the sea, and, and B, getting in there and having a bit of a swim. I, fe yeah. I feel like it's quite, I find it quite life affirming. I can see that. Yeah. I, I, I get the theory. Yeah. Yeah. For me, to quote um, a great hero of mine, Douglas Adams, mm. actually one of his characters, that water is not something I like to go into in any great detail. <laughs> this guy just walked straight past us into the sea. Yeah. No messing I, about. Yeah. Get in there, son. Yeah. He does look fresh. Rather him than me. Is all I've got to say yeah, about no, that. No, I'd, I'd, I'd follow him in there. I mean, not in a you know, not in a predatory way. Neil, there's nothing stopping you. <laughs> I can't go in in my pants. Why not? We've got an interview to do. Oh yeah. No good point. Uh, maybe later. Um, but uh, so yeah, here we are. This is episode four. It is, yeah. Who'd have thought we'd get to episode four, eh, Simon? I know. Public demand. Well, we don't know what public demand is because no, we're so far too cowardly to look. Yeah. And um, but this is there's a couple of firsts for this episode. Yeah. It's the first episode where we do not mention Star Wars. It's yeah, but you've done it. You've gone and mentioned oh, it in. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, you've in a funny sort of way you've made it about Star Wars. By just oh no. First woman we've interviewed, Simon Caroline Rudge. Yeah, uh, who is a completely brilliant fine artist and animator. Yeah, uh, based in. She was utterly lovely as well. Yeah, Didn't really. Didn't know her at all. Not neither of us have met her. She just sort of yeah was up for it and sort of welcomed us in. To two complete strangers asking her stupid questions, which she was really nice. Yeah, really, really cool about it. And um, and it was amazing being in her little studio, which is quite. Um, She's sort of taught herself to do the animation side. She's yeah. properly trained, in inverted commas, properly trained uh, fine artist, but taught herself to do the animation. It's the um, art school chip on your shoulder come out. Uh, stop it. Um, and we'll get into my chip later. We'll, 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 we'll get into a bit of that. Sure, sure. It's never far away. Never far away. Um, and uh, so, yep. Yeah, and we chat to her about her. We spend quite a lot of time, and Caroline is very, very happy to talk about her most high-profile uh, collaboration, which is with the superstar writer Neil Gaiman and rock star Amanda Palmer. Yes, um, that she did a she animated a poem of Neil's, which which Amanda had read, and she reads rather beautifully. We'll put a link in the details of the podcast. It's well worth having uh, checking it out. She collaborated directly um, with those two titans of the media world she did i've seen recently i don't know if i, I don't haven't kept up but mm. i did see recently that there was some kind of control surrounding their relationship well i'm hopeful simon that uh, neil gaiman will listen to this podcast yeah. because uh of the, uh, because it features one of his collaborators i think he's almost bound so to neil I th I, it's, it's a certainty <laughs> so i don't want to put him off by by bringing up what you're about to bring up okay then i shan't no so leave it there okay okay Neil, you're welcome on this podcast anytime. Absolutely, but also, so is Amanda, uh, who you're a bit of a fan of, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a fan. I like her book, The Art of Asking. It was recommended to me by the excellent Lee Chalmers, uh, who said, oh, if you're interested in reading about creativity and what that means, you could do an awful lot worse than read that book. And I read The Art of Asking by Amanda Palmer and thought it was great. She got us the interview with Caroline as well, I she think, did didn't indeed, she? She did indeed, yeah. yeah. Um, her and her lovely husband Russ. Um, but anyway, in so in this in this episode, we talk about control freakery, so that kind of dynamic that is 
uh, exists between artist and collaborator. Yes, indeed. Um, and that kind of Jessica uh, Rabbit. We talk about Jessica Rabbit because uh, why not? Yeah. She's uh, a, well, I mean, what, why did we talk about that? I, oh, I guess it's about um, animation, isn't it? Yeah, we're talking about influences. Uh, so we get into it. We talk a bit about money as well. Mm-hmm. You prod me into asking uh, Caroline about how much she got paid <laughs> <laughs> before I'm ready to. I think I opened the door and pushed you through. <laughs> you yeah. Neil, Neil, ask her about the money. Yeah. Like, uh, um, uh, oh, sorry, Caroline. Do you... Um, but, uh, <laughs> you sure? she, was, she was very, very sort of cool about it. It was slightly apologising for me having asked, but also <laughs> finishing the question. Yeah, look out for me trying to apologise while I'm asking a question. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but she, was, she was super cool about that. She was. I think it's interesting stuff because we, we don't talk about it. It generally doesn't get talked about how... Like I mean, I know that a lot of people look at what you do, illustration and stuff. Out and say, you make a money out, of, you make a living out of drawing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's not generally spoken about. So it's worth bringing up every now and again with yeah, us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot, a lot types. of creatives are free, not free art creatives. I, I, I guess there is a fair portion of um, professional creatives who are freelance. Yes. Uh, and there is, I mean, if you are the, the if money side, the money side is nobody gives you a job. You've no, just got that's to do true. It. But and and the money side of it doesn't feed your creativity in any way no but it is certainly part of being a creative you well, know that has to feed you yeah that's literally yeah, yeah literally um so i think it was you know it was a, it was a question worth asking and yeah. she was very gracious in uh, in answering she was yeah um we talk a bit about post-war confectionery yes <laughs> and the uh, long-running uh the longevity of the kit kat campaign. longevity of the kit kat campaign um but but most importantly we talk about her sort of brand of creativity and how she makes things, why she makes the things she makes, uh, and uh, this episode also features an absolutely cracking anecdote about dealing with uh, rejection. Yes, it does. Splendid portrait anecdote. Hang on for that to the end. Yeah, definitely worth waiting for. So let's get in there then. This is uh, episode four with Caroline Rudge. What the world needs now is another podcast from a couple of middle-aged fools I think it's going to be quite hard not to talk about your highest profile mm, piece yes, of work yes yeah yeah how much talking <laughs> about Amanda <laughs> Palmer yeah, sure. oh, yeah. No, come on <laughs> yeah so, that's not insignificant okay, okay. No. so I was, I was worried you might be a bit yeah. bored of talking about oh, that no. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm delighted about that. Tell yeah. us, tell us how, tell us how the hell that happened. Literally through none of my doing. Um, so I work freelance for companies that animation companies. Yeah. Um, there's a particular one based in Bristol called Creative Connection, and the guys that run that company are like super fans of Amanda Palmer. Yeah. Proper like paid up members, <laughs> and um, they. I think they they went along to like private gigs that she did and Patreon gigs. And if you've read her book, The Art of Asking, you know He's you have read it. The Art of Asking, um, you'll kind of know where she's coming from. Yeah. Um, and so they they fully subscribe to her yeah. as you know in money and soul. Um, and so they she's like a way of life to people. She is a, yes, and I I can see that. So I've been along to some of her gigs, and you can really see how she just captures people and. Because she's literally, she rips out her heart, wears on her sleeve, and she's she's there, open and everything. To, it, she's amazing to to watch, um, 
and they they contacted her and you know the art of asking well you know hi amanda you're amazing can we do something with you and you know the timeline was very slow and we heard back from her you know maybe you could you know do you know animate a song for my album or something yeah we met her we got in conversation said well how about you do a excerpt of uh, the audiobook so you know that transpired i you know not being trained in animation but i've worked for this animation company for years and years somehow you know blacking my way <laughs> to working with famous rock stars it, uh, you know okay I'll, I'll, I'll go for that um so it didn't she, come from them it was that, that, that the poems by neil gaiman so after that after we did that i yeah. think she was testing the waters right. to see whether we could do this yeah. and whether we could do it well and we did and she loved what we did and then a few months later she's like i've got on i've got a project you might like uh you know oh, neil's yeah. neil's got this poem have a read what do you think we were like Oh, I don't need to read I this. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I might be busy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, we'll do yeah, sure. it. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. It's, yeah, brilliant. It is lovely. And she reads it, but I'm not a massive, I'm not a Amanda Palmer super fan. I'm, I admire her stuff. Mm. Uh, but she reads that so beautifully. Yeah. And she, her voice is, it just draws people in. Yeah. yeah. She's got charisma in spades, hasn't she? She has. Yeah. So I'm a sort of, um, I'm an Amanda Palmer super fan. Okay. In so far as I've read the book and thought it was great. Yeah. And I found yeah. myself... I think you're just a fan. No, okay, that's true. No, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just a fan. Yeah. No, you're definitely... Yeah, not. oh no, the super I'm fans a, yeah, are very... No. You haven't yeah. got the t-shirt. No, I've got a t-shirt. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, the tattoo. But but great book. Yes. And for a sort of, almost like a manifesto on, mm. you know, have an idea. Yeah. And make it. Make yeah. It. Once make you've it had happen. the idea, do yeah. it. Create it. Yeah. You know. Which is exactly what you've done then, by the sounds of it, with the, yeah. this project. Yeah. Uh, but she was so generous in, you know, and Neil as well, in giving this... First name terms. Oh, mm. yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm. I mean, mm. we've mm. we've spoken over Skype. Had him rough Clearly, we're <laughs> pals. Yeah. Um, but the generosity in just giving us this poem and saying, well, make your art from this poem, from this art, you know, just there are no rules you go and do what you want from this which is amazing you know it's like the dream project yeah that's almost not a brief isn't it as well yeah yeah and you know from that we had ideas we worked at them some ideas didn't work and we had to go back to the drawing board and do it all again but that's part of the creative process you know it's it but in the end we came out with something that everybody was super proud of and how were they in uh, in terms of feedback or changes or anything? Was there was it collaborative in that respect or was it just? It, yeah, it was. Well, it was kind of you know months of me doing my thing and going. Oh, trust me, I really am doing something. It just takes a really long time. Um, and then you know six months later, here's something we can show you, and it's like yeah, this is great. And here's two pages of things that maybe we can have a talk about. Okay, so, so it, they, it was, it was yeah, collaboration. Proper, proper collaboration. And there were, there were bits that thought, oh, I'm not sure about that, but why don't you try this? That, yeah, like, like and a there client. were bits that they were going, mm, not sure about that, and I said, mm, no, I like that. You know, so it, it worked both ways. Okay, was, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. What now? Can I ask the vulgar question? Mm. Neil's got this great quote that we were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. Who was that who said that? Yeah, well, this is a, this is a, this is a tricky one. You, 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 Say no if you don't mm. want it. I, I was saying to Simon on the, in the car on the way, yeah. I love this quote, that when bankers get together, they talk about art. When mm. artists get together, they talk about money. Mm. <laughs> so so mm. we don't want specifics, yeah. but was it a well-paid gig for you? No. 
Um, not well paid. I was paid. Yes. And I was paid fairly. Yes. But I sometimes, for certain projects, perhaps go over the top and mm. put in a few more hours than maybe we contracted. We all do that. Though. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it it paid my way for the time I was doing the project, but it's not as though I'm going to be retiring on the no, profits. Sure. But, you know, she was fully upfront about what she had as a budget for the project. And we said, well, yes, we could do this for that. Yep. And then I just got a bit carried away. No, oh, perfect. That's all. To be honest, yeah, I, I understand that entirely. <laughs> yeah. That is very, yeah, well. one very familiar to me. And if I was working on a project with a couple of high profile clients like that, mm. and you know there are going to be a lot of eyes yeah. on it, yeah. you know, you'd be, yeah. you'd be yeah. working through the night, wouldn't you? So um, I was going to ask you there, when you were talking about, you know, working all the hours for that project, mm. how much of a control freak are you? Because I, 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 I wonder, I wonder um, with projects like animation yeah. and with collaboration as well. Yes. Does your control freakery have to go out the window, or or do you have a um, do you kind of do you, do, you, do you let let it let it loose a little? Yeah, it it doesn't go out the window. Um, I do think I am a little bit of a control freak. I, you yeah. know, uh, I for for the um, mushroom hunters project, I was the director, the artist, the animator, but involved in that, you've also got the editor and obviously the clients. So there there are a lot of different aspects to it. And so it's, you know, at least the bits I could control, I could control. And the other bits I had to, you know, you don't let go, but you you just have to be flexible in what you do. And it's, and, and it's, hard then to take complete ownership over a project like that it's like this is my project and I spent nearly 500 hours of my life working at it but it's never it's never really mine Mm. you know it's it's ours um and sometimes that can be difficult because it's like you know I you know blood sweat and tears went into this and it's you know it's not mine it's it's a group effort at the end of the day but that's okay and it's but it's probably richer for it yeah and is collaboration something? So um, here we are at Pound Arts, mm. uh, which Simon I've never been to before. It's absolutely lovely. Yeah. Um, but it's a community of artists. Um, yeah. Is collaboration something that's part of your life, or are you are you pretty much here working alone um, in yeah. your studio? Yeah. Well, I think the reason I became an artist was because I could sit alone in my studio and not have to interact with anybody else because I'm a bit <laughs> antisocial. So, yeah, you don't come um, across antisocial. Uh, it's, yeah. it's nervous <laughs> banter. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> this is a nice little setup though, isn't it? Because you can walk across the road and yeah. have lots of company if you want it. Yeah, it's Or just brilliant. come over and, and close the door. Exactly. And, and on days when I've got my toddler, we're over there and she treats that as her own place really yeah, she's right. running around the gallery and the cafe and you know she loves it over there it's, it's a good social hub you know it is lonely being an artist I am stuck in my box all day long talking to nobody but which I do like I, you know I wouldn't do the job if I didn't like it but it is it's great to have that on your doorstep So talk to me a bit about um, the development of your work. Um, presumably your work has changed a lot over the years. And, yeah. and and obviously this move into animation is a big deal. And you said mm. before that you didn't didn't do any training for no. it. How, does that, has it felt like quite a natural evolution sort of development? Uh, I mean, animation, it was weird because I, I did my, when I was 
you know, 17 or 18, you did work experience at school. And I wrote to an animation company. I mean, my friend, we wrote to about 10 different animation companies because apparently back then there were dozens of them in the yellow pages. <laughs> oh, really? You could look yeah, them up? Yeah, the... <laughs> could look them up and just write to them. So we wrote to loads of them and, and like hand illustrated all our letters that we sent. And finally, one agreed after hours of pestering. No way. They agreed to let us go there for a week. They stuck us in a room and didn't come back to see us until Friday. <laughs> but we, you know. But animation clearly was something that was always in my head yeah. as a wonderful thing to do. But I would then, you know, did foundation, went to art college, painted a few pictures, uh, you know, didn't know what I was doing, left there, winged it for a few years, worked in an art shop, and then started working for this company doing... But you um, must... T tell, me, tell me what you were watching... Presumably, you've been watching animations that you were really loving oh, when, you know, when you were little. Yeah, I was all Creature Comforts, you know. Oh, so the Ardman stuff. Yeah, 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 the all that kind of stuff. Creature Comforts was so great, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. What about Morph? Oh, yeah, Morph. Oh, he, he, oh, yeah. he was my friend in childhood, yeah. Is he? Yeah, yeah. He was everyone's friend, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Right. The, uh, the Tony Hart gallery? Yeah. Oh, yes, mm. I'm sure I submitted more than one picture to Did Tony you? Hart. And I don't <laughs> what think about he cartoons ever... and things? Yeah, I was an arty kid, you know. Drawing was my thing. Yeah. I was always that kid in class that, you know, the arty kid in class yeah, that would draw cartoons of the teachers. Making or... everyone else feel terrible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the one thing I was good at. It's not like I was great at anything else. I had my one thing. Yeah. Mm. You know, I wasn't, I, you know, I wasn't sporty. I wasn't particularly clever at words. I was shy. You know, that, that was my thing. Mm. Cartoons were my thing. I would draw... Roger Rabbit. <laughs> that's really? Yeah, that's not embarrassing at all. Roger that was Rabbit a big, was, um, was a big film. Yeah, Roger Rabbit was my fave when I was growing up. It was um, so, so ahead of its time as well. Yeah. Look at it now. It's slow, like all mm. films from that era are, but the animation and live action mix yeah. is I remember having some very confusing feelings about Jessica Rabbit. Oh, as well. please don't. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure we all did, actually. Yeah. 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 Um, I think a lot of that comes from her voice. Mm. She's got, uh, the voice was it really <laughs> well she's got such a sexy voice is it mm. Kathleen Turner is, is it? it I think so yeah, yeah. Mm. it's like that sort of treacle over gravel mm. come to bed sort of voice. I think we need to move the conversation on <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm this is a family friendly <laughs> podcast <laughs> it might not be um, yeah so, so so you used so, to draw yeah, Jessica Rabbit yeah well, no it wasn't Jessica Rabbit oh, okay I sorry it was, I can't get around that was you Roger, Roger. That was, yeah, that, yeah exactly sorry, that was me <laughs> Um, yeah, I remember obsessively drawing that darn bunny. Right. Um, and, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, cartoons were my thing when I was little. So um, were you drawing sort of googly eyes, funny, funny cartoons? For, yes, yeah, which wasn't particularly mature, but that's where I got started. Sure. You know? And does that, do you feel like that feeds into your, does this, just moving into animation, does it feel right to you? It's It's weirdly just full circle, isn't it? It was... You know, I, but since the age of 18, it hadn't crossed my mind. You know, for 20-odd years, it hasn't... Well, no, that's 20-odd years, 15 years, it hasn't... It didn't cross my mind yeah. that I would ever be doing that. Yeah. Um, You're a long way from googly eyes and cartoon rabbits now. Yeah. yeah. Good. So having been a successful fine artist for a long time, mm. how did you get into the animation? Was it? Was it... Did you know... The guy at CC Animation, yeah, yeah. or did he uh, well, approach you? Um, the guy that was running the company, or at least he was, I think at the time, 
his dad was running this company where we went to, it was doing visual minutes where we went to various kind of corporate events and you'd set up these big kind of foam boards and draw like murals of the event that was going on, um, which I was rubbish at. Somehow yeah. they let me do it. So li- um, that live drawing at events? Live drawing at events. Oh yeah, I've, I've been offered a couple of those oh. and I just, I scared I'd, the hell I'd, out Oh, and the squeaky pens and you know, you're in the middle of a thing and you're like, <laughs> and, and they, they, everyone goes quiet. He's making that noise. Oh. Um, so I was never brilliant at that. But then, it's a very different those kind corporations of... kind of then wanted these things made into videos, yeah. which then turned into animations, which then it all grew from there. So it was just pure chance that I was there at that time that the company started. Doing sort of pure stuff. chance, but you, you, you. That sounded like you're out of your comfort zone mm. and prepared to yeah. go outside your comfort zone. Yeah, it's also quite nichey as well, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I do a bit of animation or work with animators, and most of it these days is all digital animation. Yeah. So this, it, it being proper sort of hand painted yeah. and then animated, is quite. That's a. That's quite a look. It's quite niche, isn't it? It is a niche look, but then I suppose that comes from the fact that I'm not trained in animation. Yeah. And I am making animation that I can make up. If you see what I mean. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. It's like so. It's... Let's get into that. Then. So, like, just to describe it. So behind Caroline is a little. It's a racking system, mm. which look, looks kind of like it ought to have flashing lights and um, uh, sound equipment in it. Mm. But it's actually just got shelves which are made of glass, and then there's. Um, there's paintings and stuff on the glass and then above yeah. that it's a big black sheet with a hole cut in it yep and what looks like a dslr camera suspended yep. over it yeah so talk through. us through what's happening there so yeah the the rig is such that i can layer up the so i'm, I'm working in kind of hand painted paper cut out style um so every element of it is is painted and then cut out and layered up and so the layers you can then get different depths of fields and different focusing, and it looks, it just looks more dramatic than everything being on a flat plane. Yeah. So you got you literally got them on different on, on planes that are yeah. further away. Yeah. So is it like a almost like a theatre set? Yeah. But tipped up on its side. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, I'm just trying to black out the light and reflections by putting the boards across the top and yeah. covering the camera up and. Um, yeah, it's so you got a black cloth over the camera like yeah. they did back in Victoria. Yes, times. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Yeah, we were talking on the way over about your work. There's something slightly Victorian about mm. it. Yeah, there is. Yeah, uh, it, it's got um, a sort of glamour. You know, I, I'm, I'm looking at your paintings behind you. Yeah. There's gold. There's gold leaf. Mm. Um, these beautiful portraits you've done, set against sort of metallic golden textured backgrounds. Yeah. They're quite sort of opulent. Yes. Uh, and, uh, but they've also got a seriousness about them. Yes, that's true. Yeah. They're, they're, I suppose, like modern icon paintings. It's, you know, you've got that kind of gorgeous gold um, embossed kind of backgrounds. And then you've got very contemporary figures. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got one there smoking a cigarette. And yes. Another one holding a dead rabbit. And so it's it's kind of just taking that kind of, renaissance medieval kind of yeah look and, and twisting it a little bit and there's some of the dark stuff that we got looking at a couple on the easel here which are birds with human heads which is really yeah, yeah i love one of those I'm yeah i mean great. i paint i paint lots of dead birds and wings dismembered wings and just weird stuff like that You're quite drawn to the macabre yeah and then i paint self-portraits uh, with with me as a bird 
but I don't know why. I mean, that's a logical step, yeah. It looks kind of, it, it looks slightly unsettling. That's the idea, yeah. I guess, isn't it? It's, it's gothic, isn't it? Gothic. Sense. Yes, it's definitely got a gothic sensibility. It's fairy tale. I'd, I'd say that yeah, it definitely makes fairy me think, tales. Yeah. And, um, mm. and trying the, to describe your work at mm. you. Self important, middle class, deluded, straight white men. Leading on and on and on and on and on and on and on about inconsequential arty shite again. So the reason I the reason I I'm describing your your work mm. is that it's not the sort of style that you would think animate that. Mm. No. It feels quite. It feels like it's. Um, feels painterly. Yeah, it does feel painterly. Mm. Yeah, it feels like to to chop up one of your paintings mm. would feel slightly like sacrilege, and and, that, to, and to then to then and and to, yeah. to, to, to add, do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, they're, they're, but your, the, your work is so considered. I, going I suppose, at it I a, suppose the the animated work that I do is. I'm not going to say more slapdash than the kind of paintings that I do, but it's. Less detailed? Less, it's just, yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. A little bit less detailed. If I have to draw, like, 14 arms just to make a second of film, yeah. then it's, you know, I can't spend... You're not going to spend two yeah. weeks on each one. Exactly. No. So it's 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 a slightly looser style, let's say, that I'm using in the animation work. But it's still, it still means I can get my paintbrushes out, which is mm. what I love doing. And so there's also the stuff that the, the NHS one... Uh, oh, which yeah, is kind of explain a video, time. yeah, and it's quite dry the subject matter, but the, mm. it's you it, it actually the animation lifts it and makes it feel like it's yeah. fun and jollies it along basically. Yeah, it, it warms that's... it up, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, your style yeah. is gonna. So is... a lot of the animations I do are yeah explain a videos mm. and um, kind of corporate videos and things like that. You find a lot of this stuff. Well, I find anyway that a, that a lot of them at the time they want them animated because mm. it is dry. So yeah, exactly. If you, and if you wrote yeah, it down, no one would read it. it exactly, yeah. it's, it's not going to sink in. It's not going to say anything. So they need they need the visual element to actually imprint it on people's brains. I guess that's quite fun for you, isn't it? Because it, mm. it, your brief is make this fun and interesting. Yeah, yeah. and that Simon from, from you know as an advertising guy, you, you must have done. You must have had briefs like that. Yeah, I still get them quite a lot. Mm. Um, take a drive. So what we need you to do with your craft and your creativity make, is, is to make, make this, this very, yeah. very dry subject. Mate, for God's sake, make people listen to this, will you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's interesting. So, the, I mean, the um, I don't want to keep circling back to it, but the Mushroom Hunters mm. thing is quite different. Oh, please do keep circling back okay, to it. Yeah, you have because to. Do you, know what, do, you, do you know my clients were Amanda Palmer and Neil Gaiman for that one? <laughs> Have you heard of them at no, all? I had no idea. Remember Amanda Palmer, the rock star, and yeah. Neil Gaiman, the famous author? Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. How many they're, they're Twitter followers yeah. does Mr. Yeah. Gaiman have? Oh, millions. A couple just, of millions. Yeah. Just a couple of yeah. squillion. Did he... Have they been... Seeing as we're back there again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to stay there for a little while. I'm going to be reading aloud from her book in a moment. Oh, okay. oh excellent. Have they been good at bigging it up and um, promoting... Yes, I mean, yeah, I mean he, Neil retweeted and um, Amanda's always on social media yeah. doing stuff and she as I say she's got her big patron supporters which is why she made the film in the first place for her patron supporters right so she she makes projects each month or whatever based on you know they they send her money mm. each month and from that she makes art and whether that's her own art or art with other people um, this just happened to be one of the projects that she funded so yeah yeah 
She's great at giving mm-hmm. it back, isn't she? Yeah. And she's got that fabulous sort of DIY spirit that's mm. so inspiring to yeah. people, isn't it? Yeah. You know, have an idea, do it. Doesn't matter yeah. if you can't. Exactly. Fine. Learn. Yeah. Learn to it, do it. Absolutely. Yeah. That it's is what we're doing with this she's podcast. Like, yeah, she sounds like a kid's <laughs> spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So I, uh, when I was reading her book, uh, I underlined. I found myself underlining a few things as yeah. I want to do. Won't to do. Want to do. Won't. Uh, and I love this thing about creativity. I thought I'd read it to you just to see if any of it chimes with you. Okay, okay. it'll be brief. Uh, she says um, that people do this kind of thing. Did you ever notice that this looks like this? The shapes on this leaf look like the cracks in this puddle of ice, which look like the veins on the back of my hand, which look like the hairs stuck to the back of her sweater. Collecting dots, then connecting them, and then sharing the connections with those around you. This is how a creative human works collecting, connecting and sharing. So some artists love the act of collecting, some love the act of connecting the dots, uh, and others love the sharing, mm. you know, the exhibiting. Yeah. Does any of that chime with you? Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm the collector and connector. You know, it's, it's yeah, finding finding the things and making new things and interesting things and quirky things and, you know, things that used to look like that in the medieval period well I'm making it look like this now and yeah. le- you know I had to learn the process of gilding and painting like that you know really but, you know but all art effectively is self-taught you know you learn how to do it by doing it so I'm learning how to animate by animating yeah. you know it's that's the way it is and it's the the fun of creating something yeah. from nothing and making yeah something happen from it it's, yeah Perfect. That's a great way to think think of it. That it's all art is self taught. Because I guess even if you are, you know, in lectures and people are telling you and stuff and showing mm. you, you've got to do it really, haven't you? To, yeah. To understand, and to and to know whether you want to do it more and get yeah. good at it. Yeah. Simon, should we talk about a chip on my shoulder? Yeah, let's go for it. Uh, I've, so I, might, I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, you might have knocked it off on the way in the door. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's impossible to knock. Oh. So I have a. I have a. Um, it's not. It's not a. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're bigging it up now. Come on. So I didn't go to art. I didn't go to art college. Oh, there it is. But I but I make a living now as a creative, mm. doing illustration, and graphic design, yeah. and stuff. Um, and I, I I've got this. So I have this nagging imposter syndrome mm. that, that, that follows me around all the time. And I, I I wonder whether it would be there had I gone to art school. Uh, would I be more successful? Would I be better at mm. what I do? Or would you just Had feel a, a bit more comfortable? Or would I just... <laughs> just, I just not have the student debt? I mean... I just yeah. have the student debt? Oh, no, I, I don't worry. I went to university. Oh, I've okay. Got the student You've debt. got the student I just, debt. Oh, I just studied yeah. the wrong thing. Okay. Uh, but, um, so I want to talk to you about mm. art college. And yeah. you, you feel like you didn't really learn anything there? Oh, well, it's not like I didn't learn anything. It was... I, I was painfully shy. I didn't like going to art college where... I was getting random people just ripping apart what I was doing because I didn't really know what I was doing because I'd just left home and I was a student and you know when when you're 18 well I don't know what I want to be as an artist I had absolutely no idea my work was shit it was terrible I was painting dogs dressed as rabbits well I don't know what that was about dog dressed as a rabbit I mean what yeah yeah amazing multiple dogs dressed around and I even I think did a dog uh, baby Jesus as a dog. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Dog Jesus. But, mm, Doggy Jesus. Yeah. But that's led you to bird people, which is yes, which is really cool. Yes. Way down the line, bird yeah, yeah. people. But I. So I didn't really show up, if you know what I mean. I 
I then moved my studio to my bedroom and showed up for the requisite lectures and went home again. So it you were, literally didn't show up? I wasn't great at it. Okay. I didn't fail. I got a 2-1. Sure, hey, sure, sure. I mean, I was oh, money good. well spent. But you didn't really, it sounds, it sounds like you didn't really enjoy the experience. I didn't really. And I, you know, if I went back now as a grown-up, I'd learn a whole oh, heap of absolutely. stuff. I would apply them for information. I would be, you know, that, that apply squeezing to all them education. But <laughs> education is completely yeah, wasted it's on completely children. Completely wasted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Youth is wasted on the young. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I didn't get out of it because I don't. I probably just didn't put in. You know. I would like to talk to you about the nuts and bolts of your process. If mm-hmm. you are going to um, settle in, you've had an idea uh, for um, for a, a piece of work. Could you hold our hands through exactly how you're doing it? Does it start with drawing? Uh, it's if you're talking about a painting, say yeah. a, a standalone painting. Yeah. So let's... I've got I've got paintings on the go, which obviously take a back burner when I'm doing animation work. Cause yeah. This. that's so time consuming but I've got a few paintings on the go so that would normally start probably with photos um, I work a lot from photo reference being that what I do is so realistic Yes. Um, and I don't necessarily have the time or space to have someone sit for me or set it all up or whatever so I would take 100 photos and collage them together so you're taking the photos I'm taking the photos Interesting. and I would then collage them and kind of pick and choose what I want from yeah. each one and work from there so it doesn't necessarily start with the drawing it starts with the collage um and that's yeah that's, that's amazing and, and i see you've got some tracing paper there yes are you do will you will you put the tracing paper over the collage and uh for for a for a standalone painting then that then i would probably do the old um grid up method oh, you know amazing. the old, old, I've heard old about school the grid up yeah, method, yeah yeah um, we love that. Oh, I haven't. What is transfer. it? <laughs> where where you, you, you kind of print out your photo and then overlay a transparent oh, grid okay. on top and, and grid up your board or whatever. And, and then you transfer trans- that onto the... Draw it over. I see. Yeah. So you just make... Is it a way to transfer it, make it a lot bigger? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So just transfer the size. It works really it works. well. It works. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's worked for generations. Mm. Um, yeah. So the, the you know painting methods I, I use are pretty traditional and it's then... You know, if I'm using egg tempera, which is the medieval paint, which is egg yolk and pigment, um, you know. Is, what, is it, that what that stuff is yeah, the, on the guild? Yeah. Wow. Actual egg yolks? Yeah, actual egg yolks. You, what, you get an actual egg in here? You know, a real egg. And mix it with chicken. your... Chicken, yeah. Far yeah. out. Yeah, I know, revolutionary. So is that a very specific, um, chicken. You know, very deliberately, going back to how they did it yes. 500 years yeah, ago? Yeah, very deliberately using those methods that were used... 600 years ago, I would use today. We can do more no, more biscuits. No, Look, terrible. I've got oh, even more. Oh, don't tell oh, me. No. Why is a nine pack of Kit Kats waving in my face? I'll have one of those. Yeah. Oh, go on then. Right, okay. So, Caroline, we have, a, we have a biscuit feature in this, mm. uh, this podcast. Right, so I heard. Yeah. 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 How do you feel about a Kit Kat, just quickly? Uh, I mean, it's not my number one. No. Uh, number, what's your number one? Number one, well, I've got a pack of ice gems in the cupboard. Oh, ice gems? What, retro? Yeah, Come on. totally retro. Yeah. That's amazing. I don't think I've seen an ice gem. <laughs> Honestly, you'll eat an ice gem, will you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've seen an ice gem for some years. Should we say some years? Oh, I didn't well. even know you could still get them. Oh, that you're, is you're post-war, missing out. isn't it? Yeah, but you know, <laughs> kicks, I'm not gonna. 
I'm not going to turn down a Kit Kat. No, Kit Kat's pretty great. Yeah, Mm. What do you yeah. think about the variations on a Kit Kat? I used to love a Kit Kat Junkie, and then they changed them. Did they? Mm. Did they well, Hang on a minute. They've changed the Junkie. Well, this was a few years back, and yeah. I haven't gone back to them, because they, they, they messed with it, and it just was not the same. Really? Mm. Yeah, I think Kit Kat Junkie was probably one of the best, what they call, brand extensions. Because oh. mm. it's basically just a finger of Kit Kat, which has been... What was it you were talking about? Scaled up. Gridded up. Gridded up, yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, Kit Kat was great. And they're also, in advertising terms, I think this, the Have a Break, Have a Kit Kat, is, it's got to be over 70 years mm. old now. Yeah. It's one of the longest running ad campaigns. Yep. And it still it's feels, it's, it feels like it could have worked quite happily in that post-war, mm. have a break, have a Kit Kat, sort yes. of voice. And it still works now. I love that. Have a break, have an ice gem. We were going to talk about discipline and procrastination. Oh, yeah. Because I work at home, I get distracted um, by householdy things like mm. hanging the washing, yes. loading the dishwasher and putting it on during the middle of the day, that kind of thing. Mm. Endlessly. But, but, but basically, I'm pretty good because I know I've got yep. bills to pay. Yep. But I still get drawn into taking the yeah. bins out and all yep. that kind of stuff. Easy to do. But you're different in that you're in a this very lovely studio. Yep. Um, do you ever, and, and really looking around your studio, I can't see any opportunity for procrastination apart from possibly your iPad. Yeah, the that's internet, a, yeah, the yes, internet yes, is that's... fatal. Um, I, yeah, I do need to turn that off occasionally. Um, I, you know, I didn't think that I procrastinated until I had a child and then realised that I had frittered away my life <laughs> doing nothing and... Now I have zero hours in my day. Exactly. That's uh, what happens, and any minute that I get to work, I have to make, I have to work in those minutes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, having a child is a brilliant motivation to to work because you hours are precious. Children might be the ultimate procrastination, I think. Yeah. Having oh yeah. Them. Yeah. But also, Simon, the ultimate act of creativity. Sure. 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 Uh, sure. Sure. Yeah. It's my greatest collaboration. <laughs> 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 Do you have anything to, you know, do, do, do you have periods of reflection where you can get away and have ideas? Like, are you a runner or do you... <laughs> <laughs> no. Are you, are, you, are you good at being giving yourself time to be bored to have ideas? The act of painting is incredibly boring. You know, if, if you know, an animation that can take me 300 hours, yeah. I'm sat on my bottom for 300 hours making mm. something. There's a lot of time to be thinking. And you're not thinking about necessarily what you're doing. because Not a... thinking about it. I can't sit in silence. I listen to podcasts. I listen to audiobooks. It's the only chance I get to read. So, right. you know, there's a lot of stuff going in my head while I'm sat working. That's fascinating. So yeah. you're you're not necessarily, or not at all by the sounds of it, Focus on what you're doing because you've already decided you're doing it. Yeah, and now you've just got to do it. Yeah, so it doesn't require your full attention. Yeah, I mean it's not like I'm Jackson Pollock that's like all absorbed in his yeah, expression. Yeah. That he's a. No, it's not like that. I'm, you know, it's not something you can literally think about every brushstroke. So what about? Um, so I was talking um, about the giant chip on my shoulder mm. and a sense of imposter. Yeah. You, have you ever felt anything like that? Have you ever had? Oh, I'm winging my whole career. Honestly? Yeah. It's a relief to hear you say that. Yeah. But that's okay. 
Because, uh, you know, we all are, aren't we? I mm. mean, I'm not the only one that's just pretending I know what I'm doing. But you don't have, uh, like, dark nights of the soul about, oh, maybe it's still going to fall apart. It's, you seem quite confident in your... Oh, no. Every time a job finishes, I think, am I ever going to get another job? Okay. And, you know, is the one I've done good enough? And is, are they going to just see right through me? And But, you know, I, I'm, I work hard and I do... I do a good enough job, so I <laughs> seems to be working out. <laughs> That's the freelance life, isn't it? Yeah. Is that the at the end of when a job finishes, you sp- you spend well, I do anyway. You spend the second half of any job wishing it was over, and yeah. then by the time it's finished, you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, that might be it. Yeah, I'm never going to work again. <laughs> so what and about that whole you you only ever as good as your last job thing? Because that's the thing they remember. Yeah. And, yeah. We had a we had a really interesting chat with a filmmaker called Andy, um, and he was saying that so he he makes quite a lot of um, videos for companies and things like that, corporations, um, and he says some of some of his best moments are getting to see the film in the company of the people who've commissioned it, present it, yeah. to present it, but oh. to see to see their reactions oh, to no, it. Oh no, that's oh no, I just want to hide in a box. Really? Yeah. So would you not want to be in the room? You you just like no, send because it to all the I can see are the things that I could have done differently. Right. That's I I I wish one day I could just see my own work through somebody else's eyes, just just to make sure it's okay. Mm. But you never can. All you can see is like to arrange some sort mm. of amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> You know, all that bit. Oh, if only I'd done that. And uh, <laughs> But yeah. I suppose what I mean is, I mean, you must do work for people who've commissioned it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and do you ever think, wouldn't it be wonderful to see their face when they see oh, it for yeah. the first time? Yeah, I mean, I do occasionally with, with, with say, portrait commissions and, and things like that. People collect it and, you know. Do their faces I've, light up? I had somebody phone me on Christmas Day once just to tell me how great it was. Oh, that's nice. I was just like, yeah, oh, yay. Yeah. You know, it, uh, yeah, it feels good. It is, that is a good feeling. That's yeah. great. What about, what about the flip side? Have you ever done portraits for people and, and you can just tell that they're not over keen? Oh, I've done some that have been wholeheartedly rejected. Really? Um, all, all but thrown back in my face. Yeah. 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 And, you know, a long time ago I painted a portrait of a saint this was for a, for a priest who wanted he commissioned it for his church and I painted there weren't very many reference photos of this particular saint he was you know I think photography had probably just been invented okay. when, you know when he yeah, was yeah. on his way out um, uh, and uh, he rejected the uh, portrait because controversially uh, I made him look too gay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, how did I do that? Um, Amazing. I'm a fly on the wall yeah. that conversation. How did, uh, that, how did the priest even bring that up? Is it in those words? Uh, those you've made words, him look those too very gay? words. You've made wow. him look too gay. And my friend, who is a member of the Vice Squad, um, will laugh at me. I think those... The words. Wow. You artists are all the same. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. And, and presumably just offered to offered to do it again, only without the oh, I, leather hot pants. <laughs> well, I mean, the feather bow and the the hot pants clearly were yeah. not the gear of choice back then. I don't. How was I to know? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. That was that that. I mean, I. How I, did you feel about it at the time? Because I mean, it's at the fun, time, it's jolly it was funny. completely. Um, crushing mm. I was like well, I have no idea what to do here and I he rejected the portrait 
twice after that. Okay. You know, I repainted it and it was a... In a more masculine way. Let's call it a day on this one because you're not going to agree with... Can you remember the name of the saint? It was Cardinal Newman. Cardinal Newman. Who's now a Saint Newman. Saint Newman. Saint Cardinal. Canonized, is that the word? Is that right? I don't know. But, um... We we I've still got that portrait. I might bring it out one day. Oh, yeah. I tell you, I'd yeah. love to see it. It's a fine th- it looks like a fine figure of a man. <laughs> yeah, I well, have no question. Yeah. So that is um that's a different aspect to your work, isn't it? So the, the animation stuff, which is generally commissioned, and it's kind of it's like freelance work that is someone wants a thing and you, you've got a brief to fulfil. Yeah, it's a different kind of thing if someone's um, commissioning you for a, a portrait or. Fine art piece. Yeah. Does that work very differently for you? The, well, again, it's, I suppose they're kind of the same thing. They're commissions. They're projects for somebody else. Yeah. They're not, they're not work that I've generated of my own accord, which is a very different thing. Um, so it's, it, you know, it's the same kind of process. Really okay. With that. So what is the stuff that you do generate of your own mm. accord? Yeah. What is that and why... Is it, why are you doing it? Yeah, I wonder that. I do. Um, Just got to come out. Because I'm a painter and I paint, you know, it's as simple as that. But I suppose having the commission work means, you know, it takes up a lot of my time, but then the time I do get to make my own work, I can make whatever the hell I want for no other reason than I want to make it. It's not because I want to sell it or you know, try and earn a living from it. I'm making it because I want to paint that picture. So many thanks to Caroline for that chat and welcoming us into her studio. And that was back in January of this year. It seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? Very long time ago. But it was was perfectly normal to just invite people into your space. That's right. You can see Caroline's work on her website, which is carolinerudge.com. She's on Twitter at Caroline V. Rudge, Insta at Rudge Originals. And and have you got the details for her, the studio she worked at? Uh, that is CC Animation, Simon. Uh, and on uh, on Instagram, they are at CC Animation underscore. Um, you can also get hold of us um, at soonpod.com on Twitter, soonpodpics on Instagram. Uh, soonpod.com and hello at soonpod.com those are all the ways I mean you're not going to need them all pick one yeah pick your favourite one and use that indeed Uh, and that's it for now I think um, yeah we'll see you again next time see you we won't see you see you no Mm. we'll hear you no you'll hear us no you'll hear us yeah we'll be back (laughs) yeah well done (laughs) (laughs) we'll be back we'll be back soon Uh, with another chat with another creative so catch up with you then bye bye